Ain't nobody got time for that. Every time something gets emotional, that's what my daughter in college says. Ain't no, she sent me a, she sent me a, she sends me things every once in a while. She sent me a song. She said, Dad, you know, you know about how emotional I am. You could fit in a thimble. She says, uh, Dad, this reminded me of you. And I thought, usually what she sends me is funny. And so I was fixing to, you know, open it up and laugh. Well, good, moogly, boogly. I mean, it was, it was, it was a, it was a doozy. And I texted her back, ain't nobody got time for that, child. You, you, can, you can stop that. Uh, but um, what a beautiful song, really is. And uh, what a, what a difference it makes um, when we know that, uh, uh, that they're with Jesus in heaven, and uh, what a comfort that is. Psalm 63, uh, this morning, Psalm uh, 63, children, you are dismissed for children's church. Brother Allen, if you didn't get up, I wouldn't even have said anything. Uh, kids dismissed for children's church. Okay, a uh, couple things. Oh, I've got, a, I've got a joke, and I've dismissed, I already dismissed Chloe. She told me this joke, this is a great one. Okay, listen. No, the other Chloe. Uh, the, 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 little, the littler Chloe. Um, okay, so I'm going to try not to mess it up. Okay, so she said to me, did, did you know that my dog can do arithmetic? I said, no, I didn't. She said, yeah, I asked him what 30 minus 30 was. And I said, oh, really? And she said, yeah, he said nothing. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. Good to laugh and smile. Listen, we got these in. I'm so excited. And um, somebody in the church who wants to remain anonymous um, uh, had some family in for uh, either a service, I think it was a service or something like that, and um, they didn't go to, they weren't churchgoers, and so they didn't have a Bible, and so they reached down to grab a Bible out of the pew and there wasn't one. And so they said, we need pew Bibles. And so they had me order some pew Bibles, some hardback pew Bibles. Super nice. We're going to be putting these in uh, their large print. Uh, we're going to be putting them in the pews. Okay. They're for the pews. This is not for you to take home and peruse through. And you're more than welcome to use one if you, if you, if you left one. But... Uh, left yours at the house, uh, uh, but um, if you need a Bible, with all, all seriousness, if you need a Bible, uh, come see me, and uh, I'll get you a Bible. Uh, these are for the pews, okay? They fit perfectly in there, so we're going to try to put uh, two, two pew Bibles throughout uh, the church, and uh, they ordered a hundred of them, and so uh, we got plenty of them. Uh, to be able to put in there, and uh, we've had pew Bibles in the past, and um, uh, these are just going to be a fresh, um, a fresh new start with the pew Bibles, and so we're excited about that, and uh, we're going to be putting uh, putting those in. If you would like to help volunteer doing that, come see me. Okay, I know I have several people saying, "Listen, I can't do bunch, but if there's something that I can do, let me know." I'm letting you know. This is something you can do, you can help with. We've got to kind of clear out the pew. 
pews a little bit because they've got lots of stuff in there. Uh, so we just got to clean it up a little bit, and then we're all able to put those in. Those are all back there in the foyer. So if you can help with that, just let me know, and uh, we'll get those. Uh, we'll get those in. Psalm sixty-three. Psalm sixty-three. This morning we've been talking about uh, uh, our responsibility in, in the valley of blessing. And, uh, and so as we've been talking uh, uh, about this and about this subject, we've, we were on the subject of rejoicing. So I'm kind of breaking it up a little bit because literally, uh, literally, this is, this is my first sermon and we've been on it like four weeks and I have like eight sermons, okay, on this subject. So we've been breaking it up. Instead of going to Second Chronicles every time, uh, we're going to go to uh, the different passages uh, uh, that we've been talking about. So we've been talking about, uh, we've been talking about rejoicing. And one of our responsibilities, we've been talking about relying. We know we, we need to rely on the Lord, but then we need to rejoice uh, in the Lord as well. And Psalm, uh, Psalm 63, Psalm 63, it's good to have uh, Matt's mom and dad with us, the Algoods with us in the services. We certainly appreciate uh, them being with us in the service. I know we got one visitor in the back back there, and uh, we certainly appreciate you being with us uh, uh, in the services as well. And uh, always counted an honor to uh, have visitors with us, and uh, uh, especially uh, during these um, uh, uncertain times. And so we certainly appreciate you being with us. Uh, in the services uh, uh, as well as this morning. We just got a little packet there for you and uh, certainly appreciate you being with us in the services uh, and uh, worshiping with us this morning. Psalm 63, look with me in verse number one. This is, uh, as David is speaking here, uh, he says, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because uh, thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Wow, my goodness, this person sounds like they might not be invited to some churches. I mean, they're lifting up their hands. I mean, they're shouting. They're saying amen. You know what they're doing? They're rejoicing in the Lord. As David thought about who God was, who God is, what God has done, what God is doing, what God's going to do in the future. As David wraps his mind around God, there's only one result, and that result is rejoicing. That result is praise. That result is honor before the Lord because of what the Lord has done. It's not we that have done it. It is the Lord that has done it in us and through us. And as we Get a mental picture. Now, we have no idea. I want you to know that there are portraits and there are uh, TV shows and there are all these things of what God looks like. We don't have a picture of who God is outside of the Word of God. We don't have a, a video uh, of what God looks like, uh, or for that matter, what Jesus looked like. Some of the 
can I, can I chase a little rabbit here just for a second? Some of the photos are pitiful. Okay? Some of the things they've got out there of what Jesus looked like uh, are, are, are pitiful. And uh, so, but what's the, what's the bottom line? We have no idea what he looks like, but we can have a mental picture of who Jesus is. We can have a mental picture of who God is. We can have a biblical picture of who God is. Because God tells us who He is. God tells us what He has done. God tells us what He is doing. And praise God, God tells us what's, what's ahead for us in the future. You see, we sing this song about heaven, and yes, sometimes it brings tears because, uh, because our loved ones have passed from this life, and, and they're now with Jesus. But can I tell you, for the Christian, those tears are mingled with sadness and joy. Sadness and joy. It's kind of like sadness out of one eye and joy out of the other. And that's kind of weird to say that, but really it's true. It's sadness because of our loss, but it's joy because of their gain. Do you realize that when we are absent from this body as a born-again believer, we are present with the Lord? And the Bible says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. We will be with Him forever and forever and forever in this place called heaven, this place called the New Jerusalem, this place where there are streets of gold and the gates have pearls and, and gems on them. There's a crystal sea there. There are mansions that line the road. I mean, unbelievable place. And we're only given a glimpse. We're only given a taste of what heaven is really like, and what heaven's really going to look like. So what does it drive us to do? It drives us to rejoice. It drives us to praise with our lips. And, you know, it's one thing to say something, it's another thing to express it. Do you realize that? It's one thing to say that you're a Christian. It's another thing to back it up. There's a lot of people, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people in our world today who will jump up and down. I mean, they'll tell anybody they can that they're a Christian. But when you look at their life, you kind of scratch your head. When you look at their Instagram, it makes you wonder. When you, when you see their Facebook, you think to yourself, now, what, wait a minute, is that how a Christian's supposed to talk? Is that how a Christian's supposed to act? Let me tell you what your problem is, preacher. You're just judging people. Okay. This idea that... I'm going I'm to preach an entire series on this because we are so confused about... Judge not that you be not judged, preacher. You've got, you're, you've got it mixed up. You know why people say that? Let me tell you why people say that. Because they don't want to be under conviction. They don't want people telling them what they should or shouldn't be doing. How they should or shouldn't be acting. What they should or shouldn't be saying. They don't want anybody to say anything about them. They don't want anybody to say anything about their actions. And so they just say, hey, you're not supposed to judge. I'm here to tell you, you need to reread your Bible. Because the Bible says that we know them, how? By their fruits. How 
dare you judge that orange tree as an orange? How dare you judge that apple tree as an apple tree? You, you can't do that. Listen, that's exactly what you're doing, aren't you? You're looking at it and you're judging the fact that it is an apple tree. And if you look like an orange tree instead of an apple tree, I'm not going to call you an apple. I'm going to call you an orange because you look like an orange. See, this idea that we're not supposed to judge, we are supposed to be a help and a blessing to one another. We're supposed to be there to edify. We're supposed to be there to encourage. But we're supposed to be there to, to help somebody that's going down the wrong path. If I'm wrong, I want to know I'm wrong. I don't enjoy I don't enjoy being wrong. I'm not, I'm not wrong on purpose. And if I am wrong on purpose, I would like somebody to come along and say, hey, listen, this is not right. What you're saying is not right. How you're acting is not right. The way you're talking is not right. And listen, what do you need to do? As a Christian, you need to change. I know that is a scary word. Some of us are creatures of habit. Some of us more than others. And boy, we just, we are so used to doing the same thing over and over and over again. And if somebody suggests we do it a different way, <gasps> have you lost your mind? We've always done it this way. This is the way you're supposed to do it. Says who? Well, says me. I mean, does anybody else matter? This is the way we're supposed to. I mean, I'll go in, I tell you, Panic Central. It's been a while ago now. I go in my casual pants. I'd buy the sa- I, buy, I wear the same pants. I mean, I'm talking about same brand pants. S- and, and in the same, I, if, it's, if it's stretch, I want to stretch. If it's, I, I want the same kind of pants. Well, I went in as Belk, I think it was, that sells these pants. And I went in there and they discontinued the pants. Yeah, see? You see what I'm saying? It's like somebody sitting in your pew. You know, see, nobody sits in mine because I, I got my own seat. But I, I started panicking. And Wendy said, babe, calm down. It's okay. I'm like, no, what am I going to do? I'm going to run out of pants. Somebody tell you what I did. I went to every store that sold those pants. I went online. I mean, I still have pants that I bought years ago that I've, I've got piled in my closet so I'll never run out of pants. Now, that's extreme. But let me tell you something. You're extreme too. I've got, I've got two drawers. I mean, absolutely. My, my kids said, listen, Dad, if something happens that they stop, all of a sudden stop selling socks, you're good. I, I probably have 185 pair of socks. I mean, unopened socks. I mean, I just, drawers full of socks. Why? What if they stop making that kind? Then I'll have, see, Some of us are very much creatures of habit, and we don't want to change. And some things, it's okay, don't change, it's all right. But some things, it's good to change. And can I tell you, it's really good to change if you're doing the wrong thing. Or if you're doing the right thing the wrong way. It's time uh, to change, it's time uh, uh, to make an adjustment so that we might uh, uh, be 
who God's called us to be. So we're talking about rejoicing. And so David here praised the Lord with his lips. And he praised, his, praised the Lord with uplifted hands. And he rejoiced the Lord. Were there things that David could complain about? Of course. Were there things that David could sorrow over? Absolutely. But you know what David decided to do? He decided to rejoice. And we talked about last week, rejoicing the Lord Always, and again, I say rejoice. And so, as we rejoice in the Lord, we rejoice uh, uh, in God's presence. And so, we're talking about uh, having the presence of God in our lives. How do I know that God is real? Well, I know from His Word that He's real, because God said He was real. But you know how I know God is real practically? Because I met with Him this morning. That's how I know God's real practically. Because, uh, because when I get alone in the, in, in the closet and, and, and pray, God hears and answers my prayer. That's how I know God is real. The practical aspect, the experience that I'm able to have with the God of heaven, His presence in my life. Even though I can't reach out and touch Him, even though I can't see Him with a naked eye, I know God is there and God is with me. And with that presence, the presence of God in my life, I'm able to rejoice. Rejoice in God's presence because we're saved. Rejoice in God's presence because we're strengthened. And rejoice this morning in God's presence because we're satisfied. Because we're satisfied. Are you satisfied? Are you satisfied in Christ? Are you satisfied with Christ? Because if you're satisfied with Christ, and if you're satisfied in Christ, you won't be jealous and you won't be coveting your neighbor's uh, uh, possessions or your neighbor's things. Uh, You won't be jealous over what somebody somebody else has. If you are satisfied, let me tell you what you'll do. You'll rejoice with those that do rejoice and weep with those that weep. If you're satisfied, you're satisfied with the blessings of God. If you're satisfied with what God has blessed you with and what God has done for you in your life, I'm telling you, if you're satisfied, it will solve a whole heap of problems. A whole heap of problems. Have you ever sat down to a meal? I know some of you have, okay? Some of us have sat down to meals. Have you ever gone to a fancy restaurant? Anybody ever go to a... I mean, I'm talking about a fancy... I'm not talking about Burger King, okay? I'm talking about a fancy... You go to a fancy restaurant, and you sit down, and fancy restaurants are what? Expensive, right? And they come out with this meal, and you're thinking to yourself, how much did I pay for that? I mean, it comes out on a plate this big, and it's like, you know... And you're thinking to yourself the entire time, I can't believe I paid this much money for this little food. And you... You eat it and you walk out unsatisfied. Hey, matter of fact, on the way home, you have to stop at Burger King because you got to have a hamburger to fill you up, you know, and something to. You ever, you ever done that? Anybody ever done that? You ever been to a place where you go in there and man, they, we, we went um, the other day. Uh, Kyle and I went to this place and um, they had wings. Now let me tell you something. I want to see the chicken that had these wings and drumsticks. I mean, she, she gave us seven apiece. 
Not six. Seven. I said, how, how do they come? She said, well, there's, there's seven or they're seven or they're 13. I'm thinking to myself, maybe I should get 13. You ever been to a wing place and sometimes they're like that big? Wow, am I glad that I got seven. Them, I'm telling you, the wings were like this big and, and the drums were like from a turkey. And, I mean, I couldn't even eat seven of them. I walked out of there. I mean, I'm telling you, I ate my fill. Seafood pasta, I mean, cornbread, wing. I mean, I went out of there. Well, I was really miserable, really. But, I mean, guess what? It was, it was inexpensive in today's realm. It was inexpensive, and I was full. And I walked out of there thinking to myself, man, let me tell you something. I'll, I'll be back at that place. I mean, it was good. It, and you were satisfied. You know what happens when you're satisfied with your food? You don't think about food. No. Don't go to the grocery store hungry. No. That's a bad idea. You go down the aisles and you're oh, that was good. When you go hungry, nothing looks good. Or when, or when you go full, nothing looks good. So you just get the bare minimum, right? You know why? Because you're satisfied. You're satisfied. When you're unsatisfied, you're always looking for the next whatever it is. You're always looking for the next fix. You're always looking for the next, uh, uh, next thing if you're not satisfied. And God help us, church. God help us to be satisfied with the presence of God. You want to know why? Because God's enough. God is enough. And when God is enough, we will uh, every time be satisfied. So what do we need to be satisfied in? Let me give you a couple things. Number one, we need to be satisfied with God's Word. We need to be satisfied with God's Word. Over in Psalm 119, I, I call this the autobiography of the Word of God. Psalm 119 and verse number 160. Psalm 119 and verse uh, 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 160. The Scripture says, Thy Word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. You know, what, you know what it means to be satisfied in God's Word? It means that God has the final authority. That God has the final say. What God says is enough. We know, we know from this verse and we know from other verses, that God's Word is true. Sanctify them through thy truth, John 17, 17 says. Thy Word is truth. God's word is truth. And so listen, here's the bottom line. Stop messing with it. Stop changing it. Stop altering it. Well, I don't like how that says that, so you know what I'll do? I'll just tweak it a little bit. You know, you go over to people's houses. Listen, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you. You go over to some people's houses and you think to yourself, do you not have an air conditioning? It's so hot in there. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about because some of them, it's your house. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, it's so cool in here. It's 82. I don't have it on 82 in the winter. I'm thinking to myself, it is so warm in this house. And then you go to some people's house, like mine, and it's on 69. I pay the bill. <laughs> 
Okay? So I have it on what I want to. So you know what you do? You adjust it. At night, listen to me. I'm telling you, at night, I have to have it cold in my house. I got the air conditioning down. Listen to me. You don't like it, cover up. That's what I tell my kids all the time. Put on more clothes. I don't care what you do. I only got, I only got the air conditioning down. I've got the fan on. And by the way, in my house, I guess my recliner right here, I often sit in my recliner. I turn the fan on, and then I have an industrial fan that I turn on down there. It's like, I mean, I mean, it is absolutely freezing in my house. You know why? Because we're able to adjust. It's, it's too warm for me, so I want it a little bit colder. It's too cold for me, so I want it a little bit warmer, and we can adjust it. Kind of like a buffet. Listen, if, if you and I went into a buffet, and I say you and I, anybody in here, we'd probably get different things. If we, went, if we went to a breakfast buffet, if it was white, I would skip it. For the fear that it might be grits. I don't do them. If it's a regular buffet, I don't do greens. My, my daughter, I don't know where she got it, but she loves greens. I mean, she absolutely, I can't even stand the smell of them. They're so disgusting. They do not get served in my house. They're gross. I don't like them. I don't eat them. I don't like the smell of them. But other people love them. And in a buffet, guess what? Shoot, you can scoop it up and I can skip it. The Bible is not a buffet. You don't get to pick and choose. You don't get to say, you know what? This makes me a little bit hot. I'm going I'm to adjust it a little bit. This makes me a little bit cold, so I'm going to adjust. No, no, no. The Word of God, if the Word of God is truth, then the Word of God is truth for all of us. If the Word of God is not truth for all of us, then the Word of God is not truth for any of us. Do you get that? I mean, can you imagine? You need to understand, it, it ceases being God's Word when we change it to our own whims. It ceases to be God's Word when we decide that we are going to we are going to make a theology and then we're going to find verses that help us with that theology. That is the wrong direction. You find your theology from the Word of God. It's this idea of, okay, I've got a path, I know what I want to do, I know what I want to accomplish, I know I've got all my goals, I've got everything I want to do, now God bless it. That's what we often do, don't we? Instead of saying, okay, God, what is your will for my life? Because that's what God's going to bless. God's going to bless His direction. God's going to bless His way. Because what does the Scripture say about His way? His ways are perfect. God doesn't make any mistakes. God doesn't say, oops. God doesn't say, okay, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. I messed that up, let's redo No, everything God does, He does perfectly. Yeah, but I don't like it, preacher. He don't care whether you like it or not. I can't believe you'd say that. Listen to me. You need to to delve back into the Bible. God does what God wants to do, and He does it without your permission. He's God, folks. Do you think for one second that I make a financial decision and I go and ask my, my children? 
hey, what do you, what do you guys think about? And every once in a while, we'll have a, a family discussion about something, but let me tell you something. If I'm going to go spend my money, my children don't get to say so. Well, that's cruel. Okay. They know it too. Every one of them. My youngest now is 17. She's going to be 18 in January. She knows it. We're, me, me and mom are going on a trip. You guys are staying home. It's no fair. Life's not fair. You know how many times my kids have heard that one? You, you, you've been on plenty of trips. This is what we're doing. This is where we're, we're going to go out and get a, get, a, get a vehicle. Okay, let's, let's take a survey of what kind of vehicle we need to get. Are you kidding me? I'd be broke. I mean, we've got, you know, sport car, sports cars and we've got, you know, King Ranch, King Country or whatever that truck is that's about half a million dollars and, oh, no thank you. You know why? Because, because I'm in charge. Let me tell you something we need to get a hold of. God is in charge. And He ought to be in charge of your life. And we ought to be able to go uh, uh, to God and say, God, what would thou have me to do? Isn't that what Paul said? What would thou have me to do? This is what I want to get accomplished. This is what uh, I want to do because it's what you want me to do. His word satisfies. Not only does his word satisfy, but his way satisfies. God's way, Psalm 118, or Psalm 18, God's ways are perfect. So God puts us on the path, and God's, now I'm not saying that there's not going to be bumps in the road. Because sometimes there's bumps in the road. Sometimes there's troubles. Sometimes there's problems. I'm telling you, it's a better way than your way. Because there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ways thereof are the ways of death. I mean, it's, it's disaster. And we're seeing it. Look around you. I mean, look in our country. What seems like a good way to do something... I mean, you want to you know, you want to you understand messed up? Look at the border. I mean, it's a debacle right now. I don't care what you believe. I don't care where you are politically. I'm telling you, it's an absolute debacle at the border. I mean, it's absolutely nuts. There are ways that we think are right, but often those ways are a mess. And sometimes, you ever did this? Sometimes, if you, you ever said something and said, said, said out loud, that yeah, sounded better in my head. You ever said that? You ever thought of something, this is a really good way to do it, and then you try it, and then it collapses and falls apart? Because in your head, you thought it was a, a good way. Let me tell you something. Man is unstable. In his ways, he's unstable. What do we need? We need God. What does our country need? It needs God. What does our government need? It needs God. If you think for one person, or one second, one person is going to change our government, then you ain't been around very long. Well, if we just do that, if we just do that, let me tell you something. Ain't none of them impressing me. Because man is about two things. You ready? Here it is. It's throughout history. And it is consistent throughout history. You know what man's about? Money and power. 
money and power. Just give me a title. You know, I say all the time, I say to our, our deacons, I say to our trustees, you, you, you're the leadership of the church. You know what you are? You're servants. You know what I mean? Four star? Head servants. That's it. We're servants. We're here to serve one another. We're here to be a blessing to one another. We're here to be kind one to another. But we think a title empowers us to be something that we're not. Because that's in the DNA of a man. I'm talking about mankind. It's in the DNA of man to have power and to have money. If I just have power and money, look at anybody with power and money, they're just as much of a mess. And sometimes even more. What do we need? We don't need man's way. We need God's way. Because God's way is always the right way. And God gives us His way and His word. We don't have to guess. We don't have to roll the dice. We know what God has to say. We just need to do it. Throw away the excuses. We are people of excuses. I'm here to tell you, we have one excuse after another after another. Those excuses aren't going to hold water when we stand before God one day. It's God's way that satisfies. It's God's way that blesses. We'll be satisfied in God's word. We can be satisfied in God's way. We can be satisfied in God's work. What God is doing. I want you to know something. Even when you look around you, even when you watch the news, pick up a newspaper, read a blog, and you see the mess that's going on, can be discouraging, can be depressing. And you think to yourself, my goodness, I mean, we are, we are going to pot quickly. And I want you to know something. Even in the midst of all that's going on, you know God is at work. I love to look and, and, and read. And I, I sat down with Bill and Joanne when they stopped by uh, uh, the, other, the other day. And, and we were talking about all that's going on in Amman. I, 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 I thought it was kind of humorous when he saw, did, did, did Afghanistan affect you any? They're bordered by Syria. They got to deal with Pakistan. They, they ain't worried about Afghanistan. This is a very dangerous place that they're at. But let me tell you something. They got more people in their college than they ever had before. I mean, these people, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about Americans. I'm talking about people from the Middle East who are being trained and going back to their country that you can't get in. And winning people to Christ. Starting churches. I mean, you look over in the Philippines and you look over in China and you look over in these places where God, let me tell you something, God's still working. Here's our problem. Our problem is we have such peripheral, we have a lack of peripheral vision. And so we think that the only country in the whole world is the United States. We're all that matters. I'm telling you right now, God doesn't look down and just see the United States of America. God looks down and He sees the whole world. He sees people. He sees them. Listen, red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in God's sight. God doesn't see color. 
God doesn't see what country you're from. God sees men and women, and He sees souls that need to be saved. And that's why He died. That's why He bled. That's why He was buried. That's why He rose again the third day, so that we could have life. And boy, we could have it more abundantly. It's abundant life. That's the work God does in our hearts and our lives. And then we can be satisfied in God's wages. In God's wages. You go to work. And you don't go to work for a hobby. Right? I mean, you don't go to work because you think to yourself, man, I just like working for this guy. I mean, this guy is awesome. My supervisor is wonderful. And I told him this week, don't worry about paying me. Probably not, right? So what do we go to work for? For paycheck. You work and you get paid a certain amount of money and you get that check and you expect that wage. That wage comes in. Let me tell you what God's wages are. It's a biblical word. It's the word blessing. That's what God's wages are in, in, in God's people's life. You know, as we, as we serve the Lord, as we honor Him, nothing gets by God. Lots of things get by me. I mean, lots of things get by me. Sometimes, and I, I try to, I try to, this is, this is one, of my, one of my downfalls, I try to recognize people in church that, that haven't been or their, their family, and I don't do it a whole lot because ultimately I'll forget somebody. Ultimately, I'll miss somebody or I'll miss a person or I, I said uh, this person and this person, but then I forgot that person and I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, I can't. Between me and Forrest, we can't remember nothing. And you think, you think it's a joke, but I promise you it's not. Ask either one of our wives or any of our children. And they'll tell you. I mean, and it's one of my, I have an absolutely hard time remembering. You know what's something about God? He never has a hard time. He doesn't forget names. He doesn't forget us. He knows, matter of fact, He knows the very number of hairs that are upon our head. So when you brushed your hair this morning, the angels had to do a recount. Because you probably lost some in that brush. God knows you personally. God has blessed you. He notices things that I don't notice. He notices things that other Christians don't notice. And they may be not seen by others. But God sees them. Come driving in and he's not in here, Mercedes. So I can say it when he's not in here. But I come in, I don't whatever, whenever it was, I was racing through here doing something and here up against the up against the, uh, I should, maybe I shouldn't say this. You might not know about it, but you do now. Um, but up against, the, up against the church is a ladder. Our church is pretty high, right? Here's Toby. Up on a ladder changing light bulbs outside. I'm thinking to myself, Brother Toby, what are you doing? You can't tell him nothing. He'll, he'll extend it even higher and go up to the roof. I mean, so you just got to kind of let him, let him do what he's going to do. But I'm thinking to myself, nobody, he didn't come when everybody was here. Let me tell you something about Toby that you, you, you may or may not know. Almost everything he does is behind the scenes. 
It'd make your eyes cross how much he does. You know, Truman was the same way. You know, do you realize that I didn't even know that we had filters? I knew they were somewhere. But it came in. Every month those filters got changed. Every month they got changed. Tires got, tires got checked on the, on the van. The oil got checked. I mean, all these things that nobody... They, magically, people think just poof, they get done. And we might not notice, but let me tell you something. God notices every single thing. And you know what he does? You know what his wages are? They're blessings. And sometimes those blessings are here and they're materially, and sometimes those blessings are are when we get to heaven. And God says, listen, I can give you your blessing now, but you got your blessing. But if you wait until, can you imagine then? Can you imagine the crowns? That's part of the blessing, right? There's crowns that we're going to get. And they're not crowns that we're going to get so that we can, like human beings down here, go, ha, 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 look at that. You ain't got one of those, do you? We're not going to be marching around heaven like that. I don't believe we're going to be marching around heaven and, and, and driving in a horse and buggy and, and looking at people's mansions either. Wow, look at that. That house is, that one's way nicer than mine. I don't think that's going to, that's how that's going to work. By the way, don't ask me anyways, because the Bible doesn't even tell you you're going to get a mansion. No. The Bible says in my father's house there are many mansions. He didn't say you're getting one. Now, I believe we're getting mansions, so I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just telling you the Bible doesn't say we're going to get those mansions. And so we go around heaven, and boy, we're not going to be marching around heaven and say, hey, look what I've accomplished. Hey, come on in and see my mantle. Got all those crowns going across my mantle. Whew. Hold on. You know how we're going to get those crowns? So we can lay them back at the feet of Jesus. To say thank you. To say thank you. To say thank you. God, you've done so much for me. I want to have something to give back to you. And it's unfortunate. But we're living in a church day today where we think we have this idea, and I don't know if it's because preachers have uh, pounded it into people's heads, that when we get to heaven, we're going to heal, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's not going to be for everybody. Not everybody's getting the crowns, and not everybody's getting the same crowns. Matter of fact, I'm including on something. I'm getting one you ain't getting, because I'm a pastor, unless you become a pastor. I, mean, I, I want you to understand something. They are different. But you know what they're there for? They're there for rejoicing and praising and honoring with our lips and saying, Lord, I did this for you. And we lay it back at the feet of Jesus because every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's bow our heads for prayer. This morning our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning, you've never placed your faith. You've never placed your trust in Jesus Christ. He told us in His Word in the book of Romans that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not even one. We've all failed, we've all missed the mark. But I'm so glad that 
Jesus said, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says in Romans 5, 8, But God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died for us because we had no hope. Jesus died for us and made the way because there was no way without Him. John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts chapter 4, the scripture says, Neither is there salvation in any other. There's only one meter between God and man, and it's the man Christ Jesus. He's provided the way. Walk ye in it. Trust him. Believe him. Place your faith in him, and he will save you. I'm not sure about it, preacher. I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure if I'd die right now. I'd go to heaven to be with God and concerned about that. Would you pray for me? Just slip your hand up this morning, right back down, and I pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you anyway. I just want to pray for you by need. I'm not sure about my salvation, preacher. Please remember me in your prayers as there one. What a blessing it is to be saved. To know Christ as our Savior. Are you satisfied with Christ? Are you satisfied with His presence? If we were, it would show in our life. If we were, it would show in our words, in our actions, the way we treat each other, and the way we praise and honor Him. Be satisfied in Christ. Let's stand together. Head bowed, eyes closed, instruments playing this morning, a hymn invitation. Can I invite you to come? Be satisfied. Satisfied in the presence of, of Jesus Christ. Be satisfied with His wages. Be satisfied with His work, with His way, with His word. Be satisfied in Him. If you need to come for whatever reason, as the instruments play, this morning you come. Another verse this morning, if you need to come, you come.
Amen. Good to see you this morning. Good to be here in the house of the Lord. Six o'clock prayer tonight, 6.30 for the evening service. Be back in your place uh, for that. And then ladies, uh, don't forget to change the, the uh, date for the last ladies Bible study. Uh, will um, will not be on the 28th. It will be on the 7th, October 7th, 7 o'clock here at the church. And I know that will be a blessing too if you can be here uh, and uh, in your place for that. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank you for this time that we could gather together. Dismiss us through your blessing and give us a, a, a good afternoon. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.